Good morning. Welcome to Simply Remarkable, created by Remarkable Ace Speakers Bureau. And I'm your host, Sue Falcone, founder and CEO of Remarkable. Now, today, as we announced, we are having a special surprise show for you. Normally, I would be doing a great fun interview with one of our Remarkable talents that we represent and book here for events at, at Remarkable. But today, since it's a holiday short week, we thought you might want to hear from experts about a topic that is affecting all of us. Are you game? I hope you are. Now, we all really wanted to make it fun as well. So there was a contest that we hope today we will have a winner because you have to be present to win. So we'll find that out as we go along. Now, today's topic, let me ask you this. Are you concerned, confused, or scared of our topic for today? Which is AI and its tools, including chat GPT. Today, we have experts with us here that can share their findings and you will find out, is it for you or not? We just want to give you great information so you can make that decision. And what we're talking about mainly is the open AI. Now we all know AI is a great, it's a great thing that has happened. And guess what? It's not new. It's been around since the 1950s. And it's doing some really breakthrough things for medical and a, a lot of technical advantages to it. So we're not saying that it's all in question, but we know there are some areas that are in question. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, our chat line is open for your questions and comments. Let us know if you're there. We'd love to hear from you, but we know always we have Lots of people that will never let us know you're there, but later you do. So we appreciate you being here today. We thank you. Now, let's welcome our experts for today. First of all, you're going to get to see in person our broadcast director, Lisa Raymond. Now, she's president of Visibly Media, and she's normally behind the scenes. But today... We brought her in because she has some great things that she can answer for us. And she's done some extensive research in her media company. So welcome, Lisa. We appreciate you so much. And she's making the magic happen, too. Can you believe it? Being a guest and running this whole operation. I said, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> and then our special guest that we have called in is Nikki Corbett. Now, she's president a precise creative, which is a marketing firm in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I'm honored to be one of her clients because she does our marketing materials for us. And I'm just happy that we can be close to and we can keep going things the right way in our marketing materials. So Nikki, welcome to you. I appreciate you coming on today. And we're just going to have a great fun time here talking about a topic that everyone's talking about. 
as you've seen, it made big news this week. So I'm the moderator and we're going to see how far we get on our, what we want to. Now, first of all, everybody always wants to know what is AI? Now, Lisa, give us a, your quick definition of what AI is. My definition is it's artificial intelligence. That's literally what it defines itself as. But it's something to me that it's a machine that can reason, that can talk about something, not just something that's been programmed to do. So it can go through its functions, but come to the right conclusion. That to me is what AI is. Okay. How about you, Nikki? What do you think it looks like? Well, um, I would say, I mean, artificial intelligence to me is a little bit like an oxymoron, um, but uh, it's, um, I would say that, you know, it's, it's a great tool for, for getting information and for getting to an end result quicker. Um, you know, it's, it's a way to call information that's out there and, and grab it and create a better end product. Um, but, uh, we certainly want to proceed with caution and know what we're dealing with and know its extent. So that's what we're here to talk about today. Great definitions, but officially this is what they say about AI. It says artificial intelligence is the simulation of human intelligence processes by machines, especially computer systems. Specific applications of, of AI include expert systems, natural language processing, speech recognition, and machine vi uh, vision. It has been around since the 1950s, but only entered into the open end of it recently. So that's kind of how it's advanced. It was, and it is only as good as what is it programmed to have, right? Correct. Someone still has to program it, right? No matter what, there's still a person that has to do that. So, uh, and looking at that, this is going to be a fast paced 30 minutes because we always know, look at time goes no matter what. But first of all, Nikki, what do you see as the potential risks of using open AI, such as ChatGPT, which currently has over 1 million users and has at least 1 billion viewers a month? Well, um, you know, like anything, you have to uh, you have to really take a look at it in a hard way before you start using it in your um, in your materials in your work. So yeah, there's definitely some risks involved, and like anything else, I said proceed with caution. Um, what I would say, um, mainly in terms of risk, is you know, AI is calling the internet and calling information. So first of all, some of your information could be outdated. I believe the free version of ChatGPT uh, only has information through September of 2021. So you could be using outdated information without knowing it. Um, there's also some legal risks because the information that AI is pulling from could be 
um, already copyrighted information. And so um, you run the risk of grabbing information that's already copyrighted without knowing it and uh, running the risk of legal implications. Um, another risk that you can run into certainly is that the information online um, that you're repeating or pulling from to use in your own content could end up hurting your online search rankings uh, because you're putting duplicate, duplicate content out there. So, um, you know, Google has a product, it's a concept called EEAT, which stands for expertise, uh, experience, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. And it has tools to be able to tell if you're using AI. Uh, so basically, uh, it's important to know that, you know, you could be taking information that's already copyrighted out there, and then you could also be taking information um, and putting it on your website content that can hurt you because it's duplicate content and Google will recognize it as such. That's certainly, appreciate all that. And you have sent it out to your clients, right? Yeah. We, we want our clients to be, um, you know, uh, have all the information in hand to be able to make the best decisions about their business and their marketing. So we've put together a comprehensive letter that we've sent out to all of our clients so they can understand some of the ins and outs of using AI. You know, it's super great if you're trying to put an email together and you're not a writer or, you know, maybe a, you know, a customer letter or something like that. Super good. It's a great starting point. Um, but there's so much more to it. Um, you know, you, you, you need to learn to be an expert in asking AI for what you want. Uh, you need to be sure about the content that you're putting out there. So there's a lot of ins and outs to it, which we can get to as well. Um, but it's, it's just really important to be an educated consumer and to know what you're using when you're marketing your own business, because you want to use tools that are going to help make it better and not hinder you at the same time. That's so true. That is so true. the new thing on the block. is not always the best thing that we found for your business. Right. It's, it's a, you have to make those choices. Now, Lisa and your company, what have you found that you're urging your clients and all to make sure they're thinking about? And do you have any uh, issues that have come up that you've had to deal with? Not issues yet at the moment, thankfully. We've had a couple of clients that have wanted to use it, but they want to create all of the content for that. They want to use it to schedule their content and whatnot. And a lot of what Nikki said is true. You have to know what it is you're getting into. Just because you can find things on Google doesn't mean you can use them. And this is the same thing. This whole... AI to me is nothing more, in my opinion, than an overblown search engine where it gets information, it brings it back in, and that doesn't necessarily mean you should be using it. So if you're going to use it as a tool and not take out what you're doing as your own creative process goes, as your own thinking process goes, that makes sense to me. But to do it just as a what if or how if I play with it, that could lead into other behaviors that may not make it well. For example, one of my people in my networking group was using it to answer questions that we were just asking in the group. And my thought was, can you not come up with the answer yourself? He's like, yeah, I'm playing with this. I just want to see what it does. Okay, now he's finding out that his agency does not want him doing that because that holds him accountable 
for where the information is coming from. Where did it come from? How did you get it? Where, you know, who is it coming from that it no longer can be used by that person? So overall, people are finding out that they're very twitchy with this. They don't really want to use it very much, but they're exploring with it, which is good to use, provided they're not trying to dive into it just to use its on the whole is it they don't they should not try to replace their brain with it basically they still have a process where they can use that part of their creative product system and make decisions and make excellent content so again like nikki said if, if you're using it to quick tweak words or whatnot great but don't create your whole program with it because it's not being well received out in the world this is so true these are the key things that you need to be looking at when you even open your account you know, to see, is this the best thing for your business? And uh, with it not being, like you said, Nikki, not updated as uh, often and as uh, up to date, maybe. And and you're right. They do not have any um, way to tell you where it came from. And uh, as we saw this week, um, some well-known authors, best-selling authors, have a lawsuit pending. And I just happen to know one of those authors. I don't represent it, but them, but I do know them. Um, they entered in because they found out their best-selling New York Times books, the material was being used by others as their own. And copyright, like Nikki was saying, copyrighted material is not <laughs> available without a, a consequence there. So um, that's that's one thing I can think of. There's an artist that has done the same thing because we know that you can get artwork and all from the open AI and there's lawsuit there. Where Wouldn't it be something if you were an artist and you create work from, from scratch <laughs> in your studio and you sell it, it's one of a kind um, and then you go into a gallery just browsing and you see the same painting. That's kind of a shock, <laughs> I can imagine. And so these are the things that, you know, we just want to let you know what's going on out there because um, it's, it's certainly possible. Now, we've talked a little bit about the legal risks uh, in this and also Lisa, do you think this is industry wide? Because we're work from marketing and sales background, speaking and music artist, even in the music artist interest, you know, they've they've had this for years where people were using their materials and you know the fight that that's been going on. So I can imagine this will add into that. But um, do you see any other uh, stories that we've heard on the legal uh, other industries other industries i saw a story recently where new york city has now implemented a law or they say they have that if you're an hr manager for example and you're using ai to screen applicants they want you to report back to an agency they've set up to make sure you're not being overly discriminatory with your searching so it's now gone into a hiring practice and it probably should because you shouldn't discriminate against anybody anyway, but to use a program that sifts through that, that's been going on for a while, I think anyway, but this has brought it very much into the forefront 
and they felt they had to do something with that. Another part of legislation that's moving through the House of Representatives that I'm aware of at the moment, they are looking at having a label put on content, especially if we see it online that says, if this was created by an AI program, it has to have that labeling there. There are tools that we can use, and I think Nikki even alluded to one of them that from Google that you can use to see if the content that is written is 100% written by a person or how much of a percentage was it written then by a machine, by the AI program. My question on that is, when does it become wrong? So we talked about a little bit with the music industry. I don't think it's just stationary into the marketing industry for all of us. I really don't. I think it depends on how you define the word marketing, what it means for your business. So if it's going to be like an overblown Napster, yes, you can steal that kind of content. When does it become wrong? Does it have to be a percentage? Why do we want, as someone told us recently, Sue, ubiquitous content? If it's special, if it's from a subscription part of what you do in your business, why does this program then have the right to take that when that's how you're making some of your income? with the authors, that is how they make their income. That is their thoughts. That is their world that they've created. Why would you take that from them? Same thing with the graphic artists. Why would you take something that they create, especially for them, and then just throw it out there just because oh, I found it here. Here's another thing, because my mind goes in different places. If you're using a program like ChatGPT, and to my mind, again, my opinion, it's an overblown search engine. Let's say you're working for a company, major national company, and you've decided to bring your work home because you just don't want to stay at the office anymore or whatever. Could it then search your files on your computer? Could it then take the logo or sensitive material from the company and put it out there just because you were working on it to give your competitors a heads up? That's something that shouldn't be happening either, but people don't think that that could happen or at least not happen to them. And I think they need to start asking what could this do that could be a negative impact. Yeah, I mean, it's a very real possibility that once you create something through chat GPT, through AI, that it's automatically out there. So that original thing that you thought were when you were creating for your company, for your individual purposes, is no longer just yours. It's now part of that whole open AI network. So, you know, where do we draw the line in terms of the line in the sand as to what's mine, what's AI, what's a combination? What does that all mean? I mean, people, you know, there's been recent surveys that 85% uh, of people would rather talk to a human being versus um, an online bot or an online chat bot or anything. And, uh, you know, in, it's intrinsic in our, our, our humanness that we want to be communicated to in a human way. We want to be marketed to in a human way. I don't know about you, but personally, I don't want to be marketed to by bots. I don't want to talk to bots. I want to communicate with an actual person. So it's it's worrisome to me in a way that we're getting away from this person-to-person -person human interaction. And, uh, you know, the more that, that AI becomes a part of our lives. Now, we can't stop it. We can't, you know, keep it from moving forward necessarily. But um, we can, we can, we can control how much, uh, we're using it in our own lives, in our own work, in our own businesses. So, um, you know, there's definitely a lot that we need to, um, you know, be sure that we're aware of when we introduce a new, this new shiny thing into what we're using. Thank you, Nikki, for that, because that's a great point. 
that you brought up that, yes, we all like to be connected, just like here online. If we didn't have us live here and know that we were real people, okay, if we didn't see us moving around and talking with each other and we had no script, you know, no picture or anything, what fun would that be? You know, what interest would that be? People want to hear your stories. They want to hear your expressions. They want to see your face. They don't want, you know, we, we've been through that, you know, and we're still going through that because when we have problems with our computer systems and all, nowadays, normally you can't see someone or talk with someone live, right? You have to, you know, go through the whole thing. So, and that's what you were talking about. People are frustrated with that. They don't like that. So thank you for sharing that because it, it makes it, us understand more what is our end goal what is it because I want to be personal and real in my business and in my life I don't want to be seen as I can just push a button and, and get the material out that's that's not me and I think it's going further when we're thinking about companies that are using AI to replace human people jobs. This is where the scaredness is coming in, the fear. People are fear, fearful they're going to lose their jobs. And uh, we don't want that to, you know, be at the forefront of this, because that's even though we know there's there's things that can happen, but those things need to be looked at a little bit closer, I think, and 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 monitored a little bit more so that we know uh, you know, what's going to happen so that we're not just living in fear. You know, that's the, that's the, because I think they're going to find out it may not work for them, right? Both of you in the marketing end of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> my husband went to, you know, all this self-serve everywhere you go now, it's a self-serve instead of a person serving you. And not everyone is, is uh, shops that way or wants to, to interact that way. So anyway, we'll see how it goes, right? We'll see how the, the future goes with it. But now let me ask you this. When we're looking at branding, because we have companies and we deal with companies, our clients are companies, and we're advising them the best for them and also the best for their company. When we're looking at some of these things, we also have to think about our reputation and our brand. What is this going to do to our brand? Nikki, tell me a little bit. What do you think in the branding end of this? What, what can that do? Well, when it comes to branding for your company, you have uh, you should have a certain voice when you're talking to your customers, how they want to be related to. Uh, so you, your brand should have a voice, a tone, certain language that you use, words you don't use and words you don't use. Um, you know, we create a story brand for our clients, which is the overall messaging. You know, what's your unique selling proposition? What's your tagline? What's your vision, mission, culture statement? Um, you know, wh what are the ways that you want to communicate with your 
your customers? Why are they buying from you versus your competitor? So all of these things we uncover in StoryBrand and it, it helps create you know, the story behind your brand and, and the content that, that you should be putting out there. And so, you know, real world example, when we're writing a blog article for our clients, for example, and we, you know, within a certain paragraph, we have a question in our minds and we know right then and there, that's where the customer is going to need to have the question answered. So AI isn't intuitive like that, like a human being would be in terms of, you know, answering your questions for your customers at the very point when they're going to be asking it in their own heads. Um, AI is not going to be able to put all of your story brand messaging in there that you've paid for. It's not going to be able to, you know, write in the exact voice of your business. So when you're using AI, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, it might seem like the shiny new thing, like I said, that's going to take, you know, uh, you know, make your life easier, but, you know, asking AI the right questions, um, to get the result that you want is going to be a skill that needs to develop, be developed in and of itself. You're going to have to proofread the content and make sure that it's got your brand voice in there. It's got your messaging in there. It answers the questions your customers are going to have at that very moment when they ask it. And you'll also have to like upgrade the simple language that AI tends to fall back on. And, you know, and also fact check needs to be done as well. Um, AI has been known to come up with uh, uh, titles of books that don't exist. Uh, so you really have to be careful of what you're using uh, and make sure that it is, you know, that it is the messaging that you need to have for your brand, that it is cohesive, that it doesn't feel like a bot, that it feels, you know, so people still feel like they get that human to human interaction. So AI may seem like it's making, it could make your life easier, but there's a whole, a whole lot more surrounding skills that are going to need to be developed. And sometimes it might be better just to have a human write it from, from the start. So use it as a tool, use it as a resource, but it, it, it's not at the point now where it can be a be all and end all for your, for your business, for sure. Lisa, what do you think about that in your, in your, in branding of your clients and all like this, how could that affect, how could that affect? It could give impersonation or a personalization letdown because like Nikki said, you're not talking to a person anymore. You're talking to a machine and the machine is answering for you. That also can affect your branding because it's not your engagement. So we set up our chat bots on our website on our Facebook, whatnot, to answer for us some simple questions that people might have. At some point, they want to talk to a human. And for anybody in the audience, if you've actually said human, please, in a chat before you've even had the chat started, how frustrated are you that you're not getting to that human? You're saying, okay, give me a list of things you want to talk about, and then I'll get you to a human. And then it gives you examples of what you can go look at before you get to the human. It's still about the hands-off-the-wheel type of approach, and I don't think that's going to work well. When you have the content that's created, it also goes to what Nikki Point has been. You have to make sure that you want to be indemnified to what it's writing. What are you going to have to support that if you don't proofread it, you are now responsible for it? And is that something your company wants to be responsible for? In addition to the responses themselves, if a robot is answering that for you, if AI is answering that for you, what happens when someone takes that negatively and that makes negative visual and impact then on your business. Are you prepared for that? And do you really want that to happen? 
questions again that I think people need to do a deeper dive in before they try to be the first to market or I'll beat my competitor, make sure that you understand fully what you're going to have to support before you dive in. And in closing today, let me ask you this. Let me share this with you. We've said AI at the point now, most people say you can't stop it. Well, that's true. We look at all the data and all that's probably true. But I think each one of us here has brought to you what we're bringing to our clients and all. We may not be able to stop it worldwide, but we can stop it or we can caution it in our own world. And we do have that impact because I can tell you personally in other industries, the legal industry, the attorneys are being asked to sign new agreements with their firms that they will not use any form of AI in their briefs and their anything. Okay. I, as a bureau, have asked my talent to, with the agreement that I have with them, that we're not going to use um, AI to generate original content because our clients pay for original content from a speaker, from a music artist, from an entertainer, and they're making it well known to us that they will not accept people that are using AI as their platform, as their presentation creator and all. And I have a great example of that, that one of our speakers lost a proposal to another speaker, like, you know, all happens, but what happened in two days, the client called her back and said, do you still have the date? She said, yes. And she said, I thought you had a speaker. And they said, we did, but we were looking at the presentation and wanting to make some changes. And they said, certainly they could do that. And they pulled up chat GPT to do it. And we knew it was not their original content and they would not use it. So this is, just some things that are happening that we want to share today that you might want to look at in your business. And because we all have people in our businesses that we hire for content, for creation, for marketing, for all those kind of things. So you might want to check on that to see what, how's it going to impact your business in the future. Now, one closing question for both Nikki and Lisa, I'll go with you, Lisa, first. We've talked about a lot of things today. And we certainly appreciate everyone. Oh, wow. Thank you, Pam. We've got a comment saying really liked your uh, responses. We're, thank you so much because we're here all in this together. And we just wanted to share with you the information that we're seeing that we can give you some thoughts so that you can decide, is this for me or not? Or is it in some form or not? And that's all we wanted to do here. And I think we accomplished that. Ladies, y'all were great. But Lisa, let me ask you this. What are you going to do to be remarkable today? Ah, can I knew that was coming because I worked this in the background and <laughs> I'm not prepared. But because it's Friday and I work with my clients still even up until the end of the day, I'm going to be creating several videos on two-factor authentication today to help them be more remarkable and to keep their content protected. It's not just about AI at that point, it's about, okay, who can hack you and do you really want that to happen? 
Wow. That's what I'll be as far as doing that today. I'll be out in my brother's a little bit later this weekend to do some cleaning and just spending time with my kids and letting them know, you know what, you're here for me. And I really appreciate the fact that I can be here for you too. Our family's a team and I want to make sure I spend some time with them. So I have a game. I have to go play with one of my kids and my other one wants to get into a conversation about how all this works. So that way he's more informed as he goes on his job to try and figure out, okay, now that I've graduated, do I want to go to college? What do I want to study? And how does this work if I decide to run my own business? So he's diving in now to see how he can make this work for him and what to watch out for. So that's what I'm going to do today. Great. How about you, Nikki? What are you going to do today to be remarkable? Well, uh, I'll be working with a few uh, potential new clients to talk about how we can partner with them to help market their business. And yes. I will be reaching out to all of our client base uh, with a letter uh, about uh, the new threads uh, because we do a lot of social media for our clients. So that's a hot hot topic this week. And I guess the last thing I will say, and I, I read a quote the other day that I can't remember who it was, but um, there is no such thing as an unimportant day in the life of any person in the, in the life of your business. Every day is an important day. Make wow. it that. Yeah, make it. Oh, work. that's great. Cause you're right. right. Everyone here is important to us. That's listening. That's looking at us. And in closing to both of you, I wish for you a remarkable 2023 business year, even with AI looming all around us and everything that comes at us, you two have it. You're ready for it and you're helping us be ready for it too. Thank you so much. And I'm just thankful that you came and joined us today at Simply Remarkable. And to our audience here, our challenge to you is, what are you going to do today to be remarkable? Please take a minute to share in the chat or later on share a comment with us because we'd love to know what you're going to do to be remarkable. And everyone, we hope you will come back next week, next Friday, July the 14th, where we're going to have another fun time because this has been fun understanding what's going on around our world. But we're going to have the multi-award winning music artist, Corey Luchin and the Traveling Blues Band, who perform all across the nation. They play music, foot-tapping tunes that will get you on the dance floor, and they are a joy to work with and represent. So they're going to be here, so we're going to have some fun Friday with music. And uh, we hope you will come back right here and join us then. And we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel because this is where you're not going to miss out on any episode. This one will be on there this afternoon. So in case you forget anything these two experts have shared with us today and you want to see it, it will be there for you. And you can go back and preview and uh, see all the previous episodes just in case you missed something. And subscribe and you won't miss a thing. And again, Lisa and Nikki, thank you so much. I hope everyone has a remarkable summer weekend and we will see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Oh, one, one, one comment real quick, Sue. Okay. She, uh, Pam again, currently working on preparing content for her future students. Oh, yay. All right. We've got a remarkable thing. Thank you, Pam. Appreciate, appreciate that.